Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe Do You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today we have a stories of high strangeness, the last one of the year. Last and this, episode. huh? Go ahead. And last episode. I was going to say, and this is yeah. the last episode of the year. We're going to, like we mentioned uh, in last week's episode, we will be taking this month off in the sense that we won't be putting out episodes, but we will continue to try and work and get guests and get some more episodes out for you. Obviously, probably not like we'll, we'll focus on trying to get guests these next couple of weeks. So yeah. I had a thought. What if instead of just not putting anything out at all, we put out an old episode, like a favorite episode that we kind of just want to touch back on again? We could do that. Change of plans, guys. <laughs> Switching on the fly. Uh, yeah, we just had an idea, and I may leave that idea, or I may just cut to this part right here. Um, but yeah, should I explain what we're going to be doing instead? Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. so um, I was just thinking, instead of just going dark completely for the month of December, uh, I know we're about, you know, not about, we are a little over three years into this podcast, and... Maybe some of you guys are listening out of order or, you know, you're just listening now. We figured we'd share some of our uh, older episodes that weren't as cringy and that we enjoyed. So you can kind of just um, kind of get to know us again. We'll share some that had our personal experiences. And yeah, we will be putting out episodes, but they're going to be reruns, basically. Nice. That's kind of what, what television shows do, right? Like when they're on hiatus, yeah. they'll throw out reruns until they're back again. It's true. Why not a podcast? <clears throat> yeah. And like you said, it, it'll help them if they haven't listened to those episodes. It'll it'll um, it'll let them hear some of our stories as well and, and get to know us a little bit better. And honestly, for me, there's, there's a few podcasts that I listen to that kind of do this where they'll go on a hiatus and play old episodes like or sometimes I just completely finish or catch up to a podcast and I'm like well I need more content of theirs and then I just start again from the very beginning and honestly there's details that I've missed or stories that I'm like did I skip this one because I don't remember it at all so hopefully we can pick some good ones for you guys and um, you'll enjoy them too yeah so these holidays were kind of crazy yeah <clears throat> pretty hectic uh but they were fun i'm glad uh michelle came down and got to got to hang out with her a little bit um a lot of it <laughs> we yeah. did hang out a lot <laughs> um got to check out this brewery that just opened up who is which is owned well i guess part owned right by uh yeah one of her friends from all the way from elementary was it yeah, elementary, elementary middle school high school mm -hmm. knew them so um if y'all are ever in brownsville or you're from brownsville and you listen to us or you're from automotors and you come to brownsville definitely go check out pluton uh brewing company yeah or pluton brew brewing company yeah uh i got some good beers and uh i mean i i i think that their menu is just what they have on like what they're on brewing the at the time yeah, yeah. Because I know a couple of weeks ago when I went, the menu was like none of the beers Slightly that I different. had that yeah from that I had a couple of weeks ago were on there this last week. So, but definitely go check it out. All the beers were good. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I, I feel like uh, they pretty heavily rotate what they have or what they're serving. So. Um, I'm sure, like Eric just said, if you go and then go again, it might be completely different. But I, I mean, yeah, I was, I, I'm sure you saw me get all like excited and happy for him, but like genuinely, it was cool to see somebody so passionate about what they were doing and be able to like make dream a reality sort of mm -hmm. thing. And, um, you know, I think they're literally the first brewery ever in Brownsville. So it's, kind of a big deal too to bring some craft beer to the to the valley um but yeah i would love it if you guys are ever in brownsville to go visit and drink all the beer 
Yeah, and it's it's cool because uh, they don't serve anything that they don't brew in the house. So everything that they serve on tap or everything they have on tap is all brewed in house. Like they do it themselves. So you won't find your Millers, you won't find your, you know, those Equis or anything like that, um, or your Shiners. But you'll 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 have some really good beers to choose from. So it does not disappoint. And then yeah. if you want to swing over for a nice little cocktail, a little fancier night or something, you can swing over to La Chamblas, which is also a nice little cocktail bar. That was a vibe too. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, anything paranormal happened to you while you were at dad's house, Michelle? No. Um, like almost kind of feel like quite the opposite. Um, normally I have trouble sleep. I have trouble sleeping in new places that aren't my home in general, period. Doesn't matter. Um, so I had those like regular troubles, I guess, Mm -hmm. trying to fall asleep. But normally when I'm trying to fall asleep, I have that feeling of like someone's in the room with me or someone's watching me. Um, but this time around, I didn't, I didn't feel that. And I don't know if it's partially cause I waited so long to get so sleepy that I like when I did fall asleep, I was out. I wasn't in that in between where things feel a little weird. I feel like that's when you can really feel the staring or not aloneness, Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I, Aria came running out of the room at one point, but I'm pretty sure she just had the zoomies because we had just got there. <laughs> uh, and other than my dogs behaving very badly compared to the way they do at home, that <laughs> everything was good. Uh, I was like, well, yeah, they don't destroy anything as they destroy things. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, the reason I ask is because Ruth had actually shared a couple things with me. I don't know if it was the same thing as she shared it twice with me or if they were completely different instances. Um, but at the time of recording, I don't have permission, but I'll ask for permission on it tomorrow. And if she says yes, we'll just keep it in. So if you're listening to this, guys, she said yes, and <laughs> that it was okay to share. Um, but yeah, so she writes, I had a weird experience Thursday night, early morning hours of Friday, which was not, it was like the week before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. She said, I felt your dad kiss the side of my face, like the temple area. And she says, I know he said something, but I can't recall what he, what it was. He felt warm. I guess this goes kind of like stories, high strangers, right? Cause that's what we're doing right now. That's true. That's true. Um, I know he said something, but I cannot recall what it was. He felt warm and I felt his skin and lips on my face and shoulder area. I was on my left side. The sensation made me open my eyes and I was going to turn over to to face him. Obviously, oh, because obviously he was on top of my right side. I figured he was on my side of the bed kissing me goodnight. So I opened my eyes and I see your dad asleep on his side of the bed with his apnea mask on. That wasn't him. I felt my eyes open very wide. I felt this overwhelming cold sensation. I know I was shivering. I couldn't move and I couldn't speak. I tried yelling, but I couldn't. As much as I wanted to turn around to see, I didn't. Oh, sorry. As much as I wanted to turn around to see, I didn't or I couldn't. I couldn't pull the sheets over my face like that was going to save me. I'm not sure how long I was frozen staring at your dad and Fluffy. They didn't move. They were asleep. I was the only one awake. I must have fallen back asleep at some point, but I know that the time that this happened, it was 3.25 a.m. I saw the clock as I was opening my eyes before I looked up to, to the side where I saw your dad. The last, step would have, the last step would have been to turn completely over to the right. I woke up feeling like I had slept a good while. Fluffy moved out of your dad's arm and moved to the area of my feet. I felt her and I moved a bit to make room. I looked at the clock and it was 3.25. No time had gone by. I asked your dad when we both were up and he said no. I guess that he hadn't kissed her on the cheek. He was so tired that he didn't even get up to use the restroom. I asked him if he had done it before he went to bed and he said no. And so she tells me, yeah, your sister needs to bring all her her stuff and a whole bunch of crystals when she comes next week. 
<laughs> which was for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I didn't bring anything, but I don't know. Like I said, I didn't I didn't quite feel anything, but maybe I also wasn't trying to. Um, and I feel like I spent more time out of the house this time than I have in the past. Um, but yeah, she told me that when I had got there Wednesday. And but yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that one's different because the other one was just that she saw or heard dad go to the restroom, no? I thought that was uh, the other one. one. Well, I don't know if she finished this one because it says completely forgot to tell you, tell Michelle and you about my experience this week. I can't remember if it was Wednesday to Thursday or Thursday to Friday, but I was awoken by someone yelling my name loud and crisp. Baby girl didn't baby girl being fluffy yeah. didn't react and neither did your dad. When I heard it, I didn't sit up like I normally do when I get startled. I opened my eyes, saw your dad and then saw fluffy still sleeping. Um, and then she didn't write anymore. <laughs> I think it's a separate uh, one. Yeah, this is a separate oh, okay, one. Yeah. But I she stopped writing and I was and I I think I was expecting her to continue and I just Didn't my day was so crazy yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's creepy. Especially the whole like the kiss on the cheek and it's not actually him. That's I feel like even creepier. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was asking um you know, if you had any experiences while you were there, because I know that, you know, she's mentioned a couple of times that she's had some things happen and um, like, I haven't really, I can't really say that I've had any experiences. I just, every once in a while, we'll still kind of get like some sort of vibe, like bit, somebody's yeah. there, you know? The, I, I will say actually um, that, <laughs> there was kind of a reason why I didn't want to say grace at dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because I just didn't want to walk. Yeah, I don't like talking and having to come up with words on the fly. Uh, but I don't know if you remember last year. You Or last year? I think. Yeah, or I think year before. Last year. last year? I don't remember. Last Grandma time. had passed already. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were. You said the prayer. And like when you did, I could like feel grandma there like and it just got like more and more intense to the point where like i yeah got emotional and whatnot and i wanted to see if i could feel that again or like if that could happen again but because i had to say the words i couldn't really and that's why i don't know if you noticed me kind of like pausing yes it was to kind of think of words but it was also like hold on let me just am i am i feeling it right now or you know what i mean trying to see if i could feel anything but um Maybe a little bit, but not like before. And obviously that ha- I feel like had to do with having to also come up with words. <laughs> yeah. It's stressful, dude. Yeah. Well, especially when it's on the fly. It's like, no, I need to prepare something. It takes me an hour to write an email because I just overthink it. Can just say words on the fly. It's not how that works. Yeah. No. Like when I'm doing the, the captions for the, for the thing, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to send this to Michelle because... Uh, at least it's something and I feel like it's okay enough. And if it's not, I'm sure she'll, uh, make it better. And like eight out of 10 times, you'll, you'll, uh, (laughs) make something better. I'm like, yeah, that sounds totally better. It's like, that's what I meant to say. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's like those other two times where you're like, yeah, it's good. And I'm like, all right, cool. Sometimes those are the times that I barely read them. And then I go back and read, I was like, there's a typo there. I try and edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes I'll catch the typos as I'm uh, like re uploading or re typing like, it. Yeah, as I'm putting it up to actually upload the episode. Yeah. And then there's other times that I don't know if you grab grab it from what I typed because like mm-hmm. I've corrected the typo and then the typos in the yeah, Instagram so, or Facebook posts. Well, it's because before I used to be able to, sorry guys, this is behind the scenes stuff. I used to be able to go to the caption from Spotify and copy from there. And now, I don't know, there was an update and you can't do that anymore. So I have to go back to your text messages and of like what the final thing was. And so that's why that happens. Yeah. Um, so like I, I know I only noticed it recently. Well, no, I've noticed that there like on the couple like a couple times there have been typos and stuff. And I was like, oh, did I fuck that up? And then I go and I look on Spotify and stuff. And I'm like, no, I I corrected it. Oops. And then I was like, 
Wait, is she getting like is she getting him from the text messages then? Because I think it was the typo. Yeah. Like there was a typo on the text message. Yeah. But it's just a little behind the scenes, guys. Sorry. It's last last episode, you're getting a little like of how we work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Michelle does all the heavy lifting, and I just do all the you know final touches. Hey, finding guests at this point is <laughs> is hefty work too. Uh, sometimes they find us, which is nice. Yeah, that's my favorite part. When do they find us? Yeah. <laughs> Makes so if it you know easier. anybody, feel free to let them know and help us out. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into some... It's really only been 16 minutes. It feels like it's been 30, but I'll take it. Um, well, I guess it's been almost 45 minutes since we <laughs> started. Got on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's time to get into some stories of high strangeness. Eric, how many do you have? I have three. Okay. Same. Should I go first? Yeah. Cause okay. mine, I mean, they're not short, but they're not like super long either. Yeah. I have this one that's kind of long ish. And then two that are actually some short stories and then one that's kind of lengthy, but not that bad. Got two extra smalls, a medium, and a large. <laughs> Is that your, uh, <laughs> your Whataburger order? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so this one is by Larsa, L-A-A-R-S-A. And it says, got chased by a mystery creature on RTE 250, route 50, 250? Route 50, yeah. 50. Um, when I was a homeless nomad in Appalachia, still still want answers. This happened after a whole other crazy experience attempting to sleep on a church stoop along 250 West that, that was beside a graveyard. Well, that's a story for another day. Like, wait, I want that one too. Um, story for another day. It's the, the reason I broke my own rule to fall asleep at dusk and wake up at dawn, only travel during daylight. I make this rule because it's dangerous enough to walk alongside highways during the day and would be worse at night. was not thinking about paranormal activity. I can't even imagine. Uh, But yeah, the graveyard incident gave me such an enormous spook. I took off running and was back on the highway. By this time, it was pitch dark. No street lamps and almost no cars. No houses or any sign of civilization either. I finally got to a point that my heart stopped pounding and I was walking at a steady, relaxed pace, hoping to find somewhere to camp for the night. Then saw something kind of looked like a ghostly white human face a couple of feet above ground right behind the metal bumper slash fence a few yards ahead of me. I looked away, thinking it was just my poor eyesight playing tricks on me. But when I was right beside it, I realized it was very much a face. Solid ghost white empty black sockets in place of eyes with human-like features but the face was too long to be human Ugh. and that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i started to run and jumped over the railing picture that face i described on a matching all-white body that was the size of a large dog with a the gait of a deer and either horns or antlers I wasn't able to get a good look because I was screaming bloody murder and sprinting away from it as it galloped after me. Ugh. About twenty yards from uh about twenty yards of sprinting later, I was running so fast my legs couldn't keep up and I did kind of a nosedive onto the pavement. Uh-oh. I freaking hate when that happens. I hate that that's happened more than once in my life, but Did you take like a nosedive? Yeah, like you can't like your legs just give out or like your body is like moving faster than your legs can move and you just like fucking face first and like do a roll sometimes i was gonna say you didn't tuck and roll no no yeah that's that's what that's what happens and yeah okay because it was on a hill so it made it like faster coming back up i almost fell again yeah because i i mean like i I feel like a typical person might just eat shit and you know face plant yeah but I feel like I've rolled so much in Taekwondo and stuff like that, that any time that I've kind of like gone face first or some shit, I always end up like rolling, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, or I'll just like, you know, forearms and kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like you catch yourself. You never actually yeah. face plants. Hit my face. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, well, Taekwondo. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I did kind of a nosedive onto the pavement. Gave me some of the nastiest road burn that needed hospitalization after uh, an infection weeks later. Yeah, can't, can't even imagine. I scrambled back onto my feet and glanced over my shoulder to see it jumping back over the railing, disappearing into the brush. Not far away was a driveway to a house where I fell asleep. To my surprise, the owner of the house did not call the police when she found me in the morning. Instead, she drove me all the way to a homeless shelter in a little... Some... I can't pronounce that valley town called uh, Staunton. I told her a bunch of other shelter res- and a bunch of other shelter residents the story and asked if they knew what it was. All I got was a p- couple people telling me, yep, I lived out here my whole life and seen plenty of things I can't explain without actually answering the question. <laughs> One guy told me about the quote unquote, not deer, but I looked that up and it didn't line up with anything that I saw or of like the creature they saw. This happened over a year ago and I'd mostly forgotten till now, but now it's really bothering me as a partner, as my partner and I are considering getting a house in the Blue Ridge area. I want to know what it was, other places it might live, what attracts or repels it so I can try to avoid another encounter at all costs. And they said, edit, scratch the Appalachia part of the title, I guess. I finally figured out where it was. And it was in Troy, Virginia, near the Beaver Dam Baptist Church, where I fled a haunting. This is that other story for another day that they're referring Mm -hmm. to. (laughs) This area is more hilly than mountainous with uh, patches of forested area and mostly farmland. But my memory had me thinking it was the mountains because I had crossed over the Blue Ridge in the days leading up to this event. I also mistyped over, and I meant to say almost a year ago. I don't even think I said that, or maybe I did. Over a year ago. Almost a year ago. Uh, That's why it's important. Yeah. Well, one's more than and one's less than is what they're getting at, that it was less than a year ago. Uh, It's not too far off, yeah. This was in late March and early April of 2023. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, someone's like, I want to know about the churchyard encounter. I'm so glad you're in a better place now. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, well, anytime it's like a creature and not just a human ghost, you know, it's, yeah, is, I, I hate it even more. I can't uh, imagine, I would imagine, you know, no, like nomadic people or like homeless people like walking around. Well, hopefully they're not walking around at night, right? But I would imagine they probably see some crazy shit. Crazy shit, shit. yeah. yeah. I mean, paranormal and, and non-paranormal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could hack it on the streets like that. Yeah, no. No, definitely not. Don't want to find out. Yeah, seriously. Alrighty, so I got one called Ghosts Trying to Wake Me Up. And you'll see why I chose this one in a second. Uh oh, okay. You fucking be more high energy. Oh, let's go. I, I didn't have caffeine today, so I was just like, oh. and then uh, when I was telling when we were going to HEB, or when we were on the road, I was telling Valeria that. Um, that I didn't have caffeine. I was like, but there's, I can't have caffeine now because then I won't be able to go to sleep and I have to wake up really early tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so ghost <laughs> trying to wake me up, not me, but this person yes. by Snoo Donkey, Snoo Donkey's 8376. Um, they start. Once in a great while, my bed shakes just so subtly, but enough to wake me up when I'm sleeping. It happened twice and may possibly happen again. The area I live in, Lackawanna, New York, right outside of Buffalo, is not prone to to earthquakes. Important. I'm a 21-year-old male and I live with my mom. One day, I woke up to someone or something shaking my bed. It felt like someone was shaking my bed trying to wake me up. I thought it was my mother trying to wake me up, but but when I woke up, It was like early in the morning, 3 or 4 a.m. I woke up to darkness. 
nothing there, but my bed was still lightly shaking. There was nothing in my room, not even my bottles of water were moving. Just my bed, subtle shakes, but vibrating enough to wake me up. It happened twice. Last time it happened was this summer of 2023. I wasn't sweating because I slept with a fan on high all year round, so I couldn't have just randomly awakened due to me being hot in the middle of the night. There is no natural explanation that I can think of or find on the internet that helps. I can't be dreaming it because I'm book because when I'm awakened, my bed is still shaking. It's not sleep paralysis because I can move freely. I stand up and feel my bed and it vibrates back and forth as if someone is rubbing my shoulders trying to wake me up. I have no pets. When this happens, I just go back to sleep when I can't figure out what the cause is. I feel like this is the right subreddit to post this. Does this strange phenomenon happen to anyone else? Is there an explanation for it? Or is the phenomenon not something that naturally occurs in our dimension? I'm not a firm believer of the paranormal, but I love watching scary movies. They're entertaining and funny to me. I go to church sometimes. I guess I can call myself a born-again Christian. Was formerly Catholic, never received communion, but I cannot grip religion to where I can submit to it because I simply just don't believe in it. Or the God they preach about in the Bible. Church is just a place of peace and love for me. I don't know if what happens as a religious has a religious significance, though. And I'm sure someone went through something similar or can share what you may think happened. And then uh, somebody there says, this happened to me in Samoa in 2005. I'm from there, but live in New Zealand. I was staying at my aunt's house, sleeping in my cousin's room. Uh, He was fast asleep in his bed and on the other side of the room uh, and on my bed was noticeably shaking. I sat up to try and make sense of it, but I couldn't. I got up at one point, walked around the house. The house was normal, no shaking whatsoever, but in bed, still shaking. It was my first and only paranormal experience to date. And then the original poster says, that's so odd. I wonder what the cause is of this phenomenon. And the guy that wrote that that comment said, yeah, man, I'll never forget how it felt. It didn't make noise, but it was absolutely there when I sat down on the bed. Nothing else happened. Never saw or heard anything. I also remember sitting there trying to reason with myself and even convince myself it could be something other than paranormal, but I couldn't. Um, and then somebody else commented that that it happened to them twice, and it turned out that there were tremors from low-level uh, earthquakes. But um, I think original poster said that, again, like at the very beginning, he did mention that in his area, there's they don't have earthquakes. Yeah. Well, and even then, I mean, that's ha- still one object in the whole room moving. Like other things would be moving if it was, I feel like, an a earthquake tremor, or you yeah. would hear the windows rattle. Uh-huh. SpaceX. Yeah. Imagine that was a cause. Nah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's that's weird. Um, I really don't have an explanation for it uh, besides I mean, SpaceX. Yes, SpaceX. I feel like the only other thing would be if it's some other sort of like brain phenomena that happens with your like, um, like a balance thing maybe that makes you feel like you're being shaken awake. That I don't know. Just trying to make shit up now. <laughs> yeah. Well, but and but the thing with that too is like I, like they were mentioning when they wake up. They move away from the bed. They don't feel it anymore. Yeah. And then they come back to the bed and like it's still shaking. It's just in the bed. I mean, we spend the majority of our lives in our bed. What if it's just like a buildup of energy or some shit? You know what I mean? I wish that was true. I forgot that one of the stories, the comment in that is also very important. So it's kind of like two Mm. stories again. So I'm going to go with a shorter stories and then i'll do this one at the cool end. because this next one that i have like oh my god dude i really like his i loved it dude it was nice <laughs> okay um so this one was actually on like someone had asked like parents share your uh, the most like terrifying thing your kids have said or done like paranormal wise kind of thing mm-hmm. and i picked three of i guess my favorites are ones that i kind of found creepy and funny not funny just creepy but anyway, they're they're on the shorter side. So this one's by I'm just 
I'm just human, maybe. It says, all my life I've, quote unquote, seen things, but I usually just ignore it and never truly believe my eyes. I'm so used to it that I don't even flinch anymore. I always just put it as my imagination. Until one day, I was playing with my son in the living room, and I saw a face of an old lady peeking out of the kitchen door. I ignored it, as I always do. But my son, who was also facing the door in front of me, jumped up and ran towards asking, Who is that? Who is in the kitchen? He was two and a half at the time, but an early talker and very verbal. So I didn't mishear him. That was the first time I actually got spooked. He ended up having a fever for three days, and we never saw what was in. We never saw. We never saw whatever it was anymore. There was shadow people, though. There was shadow people, though. But he's eight now, and we haven't seen anything after that. But I mean, like I don't know. It's got to be creepy. Always just ignoring it and putting it off, and then now Mm -hmm. it's ah, your kid saw that too. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be proud or terrified or both, maybe. Probably both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit of both. Probably both. Yeah. Okay, so this next one. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. This next one goes is by GR8R-Iron1891. This is just about two greater, weeks ago. Say that again. GR8R greater. Greater iron, I guess. Oh. Greater-Iron1891. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, I couldn't, I was like, G-R-A-R, great, I couldn't, greater. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Okay, so he says, just about two weeks ago, my wife and I were working in the garage with the garage door open. It was raining, very steady, and our three-year-old daughter was running around playing with things stored out there. She kept running to the edge of the garage where the rain drip line was. We thought she was putting our hands out in the rain because we because we hardly ever see rain here. They're in West Texas. But when she kept running over there and stopping and staring into the darkness, we asked her what she was doing. She pointed and said, she wants me to come play with her. We live in town. (laughs) Nope. Immediate. Uh, Nope. Immediately. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what they. Yeah. Let me keep going. So you Uh, grab your child, you hog tire and don't let her go for the rest of the night. Yeah. No. We live in town in a somewhat busy neighborhood, but it was dark and cold, cold and rainy outside. We looked and there was nothing and no one out there. She kept staring and acknowledging this girl who wasn't there. It was pretty creepy. We closed the garage door and wrapped it, wrapped up the work in the garage. Now our nine-year-old son doesn't like to sleep in his room at night and always insists on sleeping in the living room because he says he feels like he's being watched. He doesn't no, the garage story either. Just FYI. I was like, ooh, what the? Yeah, I don't even know what I. Well, I'd probably do exactly what those parents did. Like, if my kid was like, oh, okay, we're done here. Play with her, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it's not. We we don't need to do this right now. Yeah, that's terrifying. Well, sweetie, if you go play in the rain, you're gonna end up playing with her for real forever. <laughs> uh, hold on, she's stuck. Okay, and the last one of this little trio. Okay. Um, says this happened to my friend. She was a two-year. She has a. Okay, already fucked up. I didn't even say who it was. This one's by Beneficial Bank ninety-one eighty-nine. This happened to my friend. She has a two-year-old boy named Harden. They went to a garage sale and bought a toy and a piece of furniture of some sort. Then a little after, my friend starts complaining of really bad uh, pain in her shoulders and back pain constantly to the point that she was getting bruises. They would get worse and worse. She just assumed it was maybe a muscle pull or something. Then one day she hears her son talking to someone and then she realizes he's alone and thinks he's just playing and went along with it, thinking it was his imaginary friend. Then she asks what her, then she asks what her son's friend's name is. And he said, mommy, you know him. He's the one that sits on your shoulders. What? Uh, can you imagine? Uh, dude. I like. I immediately got the image of what that would look like. I think because there's a, there's an a artist movie. that I oh. huh? No, there's an well maybe in a movie too, but no, there's an artist that I follow that she paints some fucking twisted shit. It's like goals, but people would put me in a psych ward. Um, <laughs> but she As has one. Is. Yeah. Right. 
uh, but she has one or a series of uh, I think I don't know if she called it depression or if she called it like anxiety, but it's just this like black shadow figure with white eyes, like just gangly and like on top of like a person. Or she always paints a, a girl with red hair because she has red hair too, which uh-huh. is why I'm just like hell yeah. But like the girl is just like clearly suffering. I, don't, I can't remember if it was like depression or anxiety, and then you see that black shadow figure like on her shoulders. It's immediately what I imagined, and I was like, ugh. Yeah, and I think I've talked about this movie before, but it's a movie called Shudder. Um, it's uh, – I don't know if it's a – I think it's Chinese. I, think it's, I feel like I've seen it, and I'm, I thought maybe I was confusing it for Shutter Island, but – Well, there is a Shutter Island. Yeah. It's in Shutter Island. I don't remember either, but uh, I feel like maybe I've seen it. Maybe. But like the guy takes pictures and then like I I honestly don't I just know that in in the I don't I haven't personally seen the movie, but I must have seen previews or something. But I know that there the ghost is like on the dude's shoulders, uh-huh. and and like he feels weighed down, and yeah. I feel like he doesn't know why or something. And then he starts taking pictures or they start taking pictures of him or something like that. Uh yeah. See that's ringing a bell like vaguely, but it's ringing a bell. So. Yeah. And so yeah. she ends up like, like yeah, there's uh, like this chick on his shoulders, basically. Mm. I'm trying. I'm trying to find the thing that I was talking about so that you can see it. Because uh, she painted multiple versions, kind of of the same thing. So I should. I think there's different versions of the movie because there's one with uh, Jonathan. No, not Jonathan Jackson. Uh, the dude from uh, Mighty Ducks, Joshua Jackson. Joshua, which one from the Mighty Ducks? Charlie, the main guy. Oh, the main. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah, because there's a 2004 Shutter, and then the 2008, and the one that t- from the one that says 2008 looks like it's with the it's like an American version, I think. Oh, okay. So I might have to look uh, look it up to to watch it. Maybe don't look at her stuff at night before bed. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and uh, see if she has prints of it or somewhere on her website and I can use that as a thing and tag her in it so you guys can see the artist that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Fuck that, dude. And then imagine that your kid actually sees that and can like... Tell you it's got white eyes and it has smoke coming off of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's creepy. That is very creepy. That's pretty dope, though. Mm-hmm. I love her style. I mean, just, like I said, she yeah. paints some well, really I've, twisted shit, but... I've never personally seen anybody paint like that, but I'm also not, like, crazy into art. That's what, I mean, honestly, dude, like, I, I like art like this. That's just, I mean, it's just, it makes you uncomfortable. It's It's weird, and... I don't know. It's it's like those books, those uh, scary is it scary stories to tell? Yeah, no. yeah, scary stories to tell yeah. in the dark. Yeah, like those images too were like super creepy and yeah. I mean the, uh, I don't know. Yes, it's weird. Yes, it's kind of crazy, messed up. But I really, it it to me it it looks cool. It's like mm-hmm. uh, one time too. I was um in uh going off on a little art rant um. <laughs> I was in Spanish class and we were having to do, I don't know if everybody was doing Frida Kahlo or if I had her or like had to do like a little you know, presentation on her. And I chose some of her, like some of her artwork and some of her artwork is fucked up, dude. Like, yeah. like people always like love Frida and all this other shit, but they don't, I don't know. I feel like I've never seen anybody or, or a lot of times people don't really talk about her art that it like itself yeah it's just always her image and it's always like really yeah. like pretty and this and that but uh-huh. she had some really dark shit man like yeah. really dark stuff and um i remember choosing one of her like darker like more messed up images as like my favorite painting of hers and like i purposely put some nice ones and uh, but i made sure to put a couple of like really fucked up ones that she uh-huh. had and I chose one that, like, kind of, like, I don't know why I liked that image. 
but uh yeah, people were like, "Why are you? Why do you, Why do you like that? Like, that's fucking gross." And I'm like, "But, but see, this is an artist that so so many people like look up to or admire, quote unquote, unquote, admire and respect." But really, you just like I I feel like a lot of people do it out of uh because it's popular to do, yeah, and and you're just looking at her like, oh, her nice, pretty shit. And you're not looking at her real shit. You know, oh, her, her shit. Yeah. Her shadow self and her light self. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a shadow or light and a dark side. I mean. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's badass when an artist can 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 do both. And the thing is, too, like somebody's light self may not be your definition of light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Yeah. I think art is very subjective and, you know, like that makes like you look at that and that's creepy and shit and it's uncomfortable, but the art itself is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's obvious skill there. It's not, uh, you know, sometimes some art is questionable as far as like the talent and skill that actually goes into it. Like this is obviously... She's talented, just chooses to paint a certain style of something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, and there's this other artist, too. Um, I don't know if it's if it's Chris Jacob or if, if it's Chris Jacob or how he pronounces it. But, mm-hmm. like, and I've, you, you know, I started following him apparently after you. I didn't realize you, had, okay. you were already following him. But, like, his art is really awesome, too, because he does, like, these black canvases and it, it looks like chalk or like with white, like pencil. He, he does, you know, it, he goes it's, with a white. They're, uh, I think they're oil paintings. Oil. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, he just works in black and white. So it looks very, he's got a definite style. Yeah. And then he, yeah. And then he like fills it with uh, paint and then he just like, just pulls tips the paint it. and then he tips it over and it like, dri- like it, uh, uh, what's it called? Drips down. Drips down. Yeah. And it looks fucking amazing, dude. So that's another artist. If y'all want to check out, it's Chris. It's C-H-R-I-S and then J-A-C-O-U-B on Instagram. I never said that the artist name that I was talking about is uh, mm. Psy- Psyka. P-S-Y-C-A. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are into art and into like more edgy kind of art images i guess you know definitely check those two artists out all right let me get into this next one i I really i think you'll like this one i really like this one especially because it happened here in texas oh in houston in the houston area so um this was by the leon rte and the title is an angel fixed my flat must read and angels in uh, quotation marks, but oh. I mean, there's, I don't know how else to describe it. Okay. The year was 2011. I had just graduated from high school the previous year. We lived in Houston and my parents decided to move out to Dayton, Texas, something they were planning since forever. Moving there, moving there was nice, but all my friends were still in Houston. So on weekends, I would drive to Houston for parties, etc. A 40 to 45 minute drive. One day I was driving, and that in Houston is not that long because you could drive for 45 to an hour and still not get to where you're trying to get to. One day I was driving down this back road numbered 1413. It's well lit up now, but back then it was a very lonesome dark road. Hardly any street lamps to light up the asphalt. As I'm driving down, as I'm driving down it in my uh, 2004 Pontiac Grand Prix, I feel a rumble in my steering wheel, followed by a sudden release of air from one of my front tires. I pull over immediately, get out, and yep, just my luck, a blown tire. Not only was it flat, it had a gaping hole in the sidewall, big enough to where I put my hand in it and touched the inside of my wheel. To add to my luck, I had used my spare on the back wheel two days before, so now I'm stuck. The signal was horrible. Trying to reach my dad on the phone was just not happening. 
About 10 minutes go by as I'm walking around the street with my phone in the air trying to get an at least one bar of reception. I notice vehicle headlights going over some train tracks about a quarter mile back. I immediately start waving my hands thinking maybe this individual would help me out somehow. Would help me out somehow. As the truck gets closer, I notice it's an older model Ford, late 80s, red, and in pristine condition. The truck pulls over behind me, and I come to the passenger window. I see an older gentleman in his 60s, maybe. Long white beard, white hair, and wearing jean coveralls. Santa? <laughs> right. He was asking if I'm okay. I responded with, yeah. My, my tire blew, and I don't have a spare. He opens his door, chuckling lightly, and says, well, let me take a look. Mind you, I have tiny scrapes on my hands from the wire sticking out of my tire. I said to him, it's got a giant hole in it. And I see him squat by the passenger tire, and he said, go in my toolbox and get me the flashlight that's back there. I run to the other side of the truck and open the toolbox in the bed. It was completely empty and still shiny as if never used. Only one flashlight was present. I grab it, not thinking much of it at the time, trying to turn it on for him, but as I pass his driver's side door, I see him standing up. I flash the light at him and he says, you're good to go. Confused, I walk to him and shine the light at the tire. It's inflated. I could see where the sidewall was dirty from, the, from running flat, but it was inflated. I never understood the term, my mind was blank, until after this experience. My mind was truly blank. Not once did I think of asking him how, or any of the obvious questions one would ask in a similar situation. Just blank. I look up at him and put his hand on my shoulders. Oh, I'm sorry. I look up at him and he puts his hand on my shoulder. Just be careful wherever you're going, son. I'm sure your parents worry about you driving late at night. I said, yes, sir. Thank you. I gave him his flashlight and watched him get in his truck and start driving off. The section of the road had turned not had a turn not far from where I was. As he took off all uh, sorry, as I took off, it all came to me. All the questions I needed to ask <laughs> just dropped in. My brain all just dropped in my brain all at once. I run to my driver's seat. I need to catch him to ask him how. I'm speeding behind trying to catch up. I see the truck I see the truck hit that turn. I see his taillights behind the trees, then five, maybe six seconds later, as I make the turn, poof, it was gone. Disappeared into thin air. There was no other road but the one we were on. I instantly got chills and slammed on my brakes. I sat there for about ten minutes before I got a call from my mom, asking if everything was okay. I told her I'd be home in a bit. Till this day I cannot explain it. If not an angel, Santa Claus? <clears throat> or like, right. No, I mean, that's... Yeah, I guess, like, the thing that kind of stuck with me or, like, the weird part to me is how it's, like, he almost put a pause on her brain. Like, it was like a, you're not going to ask any questions. You're just going to get in your car and, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to drive off. And then once he got so far, then... Like that control faded, and that's why all those questions came. No, so yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> no, 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 it's because I was you were saying she, I was like, I don't know if it was a oh, he or she, yeah, I don't know why I was, I guess she, I assume, yeah, and I assumed he could be, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it is, it's weird because again, I don't know, just the truck, like he asked for the flashlight, and the only thing in there was a flashlight. And yeah. it was just like he was distracting distracting the person to, you know, go to the truck and get the flashlight just so they can do magic. magic. Yeah. What if Jesus never died and now he's just an old man who helps people who are stranded on the side of the road? Yeah. Or an early Christmas gift from Santa Claus. Yep. And I say high thoughts because of this next story that I'm going to read. Mm. <laughs> Nice segue. Yes. Unless he had something else to say, we can stay no. there. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I chose this one because it kind of, it's, I think, less paranormal and more like uh, makes you kind of think about 
different dimensions or timelines and it's got that to it and i just thought it was interesting uh, this one's by trick dash industry 1713 he says i think i died multiple times and figured out the afterlife um there is a trigger warning of death and drug use so there's that uh first off if this doesn't belong here please point me in the correct direction so to begin, this, of course, is just my opinion, and it makes sense to me. So to get to the point, there's been times where something has happened in my life where I could have died. Examples are, had an ATV land on top of me from a great high, and I was very young and small, and my brother was on top of me as well. From a great height? Height. Height. It's because they do talk about being high later, so that's why. Mm. But, okay. Had an ATV land on top of me from a great height, and I was very young and small, and my brother was on top of me as well. I have randomly passed out while doing some sort of vice, like huffing, pills, booze, and it's always just like I'm going, I'm doing something, and then boom, time has gone past, and I'm immediately sober and confused as shit. My theory is this conscious version of me when I died, I jumped in another version of me on a different timeline to continue my life, and that timeline is now carrying on with me dead. Now, the questions I have asked myself, and you may be asking, how does this conscious version of me actually die? I don't know. Maybe I have to be chopped up or shot or something to destroy my body. Maybe it's nature's way of interfering with us growing old and uh, and a natural life where people who've died are still alive on another timeline with their consciousness, or maybe I'm just overthinking things and I've just actually passed out. <laughs> uh, no clue. I had this theory in my head for the last week after I had an incident and I smoked some weed to calm down and all of this could have just been a stoner thought. <laughs> High thoughts. Um, uh, I got it. What? The high thoughts? Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, like weed high, drugs mm -hmm. high. Uh, but I needed to vent it out so I could get it out of my system. And then somebody commented and said, I also believe I died once. Admittedly, I was high and drunk, <laughs> but I passed out. And as I was passing out, it was an entirely different experience than anything I'd known before. I felt my mind sort of click out of my brain and begin expanding very rapidly. It was moving away from my body, but through memory and thought, not physically. As my mind began to expand, I could see my entire life. Memories, yes, but more importantly, it was like I was cycling through perspective, like ideas and unique views on this universe from my own mind and no one else's were starting to bubble to the surface of some great pool of consciousness. I wanted to see more, but at a certain point, I realized I was dying. I was okay with that, but I remembered the family I'd be leaving behind and I knew I couldn't do that to them. So I reached for my body and the first thing I felt was a cup still cold in my hand. When I felt that, I remembered being a little surprised that I was able to come back like, huh, I really was dying. I don't know how to stop it. I just tried to stop it. And when it worked, I was surprised that it did. But then I came back, shot up, and realized I wanted to throw up worse than I ever had before. My body was still spinning from the experience of having my mind unstuck. I went and heaved into a toilet, but since I hadn't eaten for many hours, nothing came out. I went to bed and just sort of fell asleep. I mentioned only that I thought I'd died to my wife, and she sort of brushed it off. I don't know where I, it says in quotes, was going. Maybe to another timeline, but what little I experienced, it felt much more like coming home to source of consciousness in the universe. Like I was reporting back, this is exactly what I was thinking too when I first read it. Like I was reporting back in my life's experience, all the, and the unique bits were sort of crystallizing in the border consciousness matrix. And I'd sort of remain there as part of everything. I was feeling like he was like downloading all the information that he got mm. as far as like being let's say like leveling up his you know consciousness yeah oh. like yeah no yeah consciousness but like it was a download um but it's like you collect all this in your lifetime and then when you die it uploads to like he said some you know greater consciousness but if it fully uploads then you're dead dead but if you like realize like oh wait no i don't want this you can like 
abort and take out that USB and get back to your body. Mm. But you know, I was thinking of it sounds kind of like the the Michael teaching stuff that we heard about, right? Something? No, maybe. Uh, like what part of it or what? Like the you know you come you live you die you go back, or who talked to us about that? Like I mean, there's that's kind that? of. I feel like a few of our guests in some version Capacity. or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, and, and actually that book that I was reading too, that's kind of the thing is like, we come to earth to like learn lessons and, you know, to be able to level up our consciousness, our soul or like, or whatever. Um, and if we don't do that in this lifetime, when we reincarnate, sometimes it's like, we have to go through it again until we kind of, break cycles or learn lessons um mm-hmm. but it's just a way of us elevating our consciousness i guess so we don't have to keep reincarnating mm. <laughs> yeah yeah because the other thing the other thing that i had thought about was was the movie donnie darko but in that movie it was like the opposite and the, like here he dies and then like kind of jumps to another body type of thing yeah <clears throat> and Donnie Darko, he like he survives, so he creates a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. But then the universe starts to collapse on itself because he needed to have died for it to continue normal. So then he yeah. goes back in time to die, die, to fix that timeline, to fix the par- to p- fix that paradox or whatever yeah. or that parallel universe, Crazy. which is not the same. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I didn't like when I first saw that movie. I didn't understand it. Like, I I think even after the the few times that I've seen the movie, and even after watching, I think I saw the director's cut once. Like, it wasn't until this last time that I saw the director's cut that I understood the movie way more. I feel like it's when we watched it; it was too deep for our little high school young brains. minds. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now it's like, yeah, we had to be older more life experience and understand greater topics. Uh, But yeah, it's just my thought. I mean, I definitely feel like being on this podcast and listening to a lot of our guests talk and speak about different things has helped me kind of like expand your mind a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could expand it more, but definitely feel like it's expanded. But I mean, had we not done this, you, it would have, let's say you probably wouldn't have learned this until further down the road kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I don't know. Do you want to end it there? Or do you want, how many more do you have? That's it. That was it for me. That was it. I got one more. That's not super long. I guess we can go. We'll do it. <clears throat> this was, this is from user Fox, not Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the title is, Can Anyone Explain What Happened to Us? My friend and I were out in Oregon and had three strange encounters that we fear are connected. I was wondering if any of this fits with other stories or legends of the area. We were out near Tillamook, camping in the woods beside the beach. It was dusk and we were walking down the shore and came across a dead sea lion. Its face had been ripped off. We thought it was strange, but thought it might just be a gruesome orca kill. The body was otherwise intact, except for three perfectly circular wounds along its side. Crows were eating other dead things on the beach, but nothing was touching the sea lion. Not even bugs. Bright red muscles were coming out of of one of the wounds, so we thought it must be fresh. Uh, Could be intestines. My friend and I like bones, so we wrenched out a loose vertebrae and took it what? back to camp. Yeah, no. I don't know. They're weird. Well, I love bones, I too. I wouldn't do that. I can't speak. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, granted, I was doing it for you. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and granted, yeah. I was also doing it um, because I was... Uh, Talked into it by my wife, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law. Oh, so. my gosh. Uh, I wonder if they just said that to see if you would actually do it. And then I go over there and I actually fucking do it. Yeah. Well, attempted to. Yeah. 
I think I talked about it on here before. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that night, my friend felt called back to the faceless sea lion. We walked along the beach looking at the stars, but he kept wanting to go find it. It freaked me out, so I said I would go with him. Oh, sorry. It freaked me out, so I said I wouldn't go with him. He decided not to go. In the middle of the night, from our tent, we were awoken awakened by a truly bizarre sound. A snarl, something like a wolverine. Then a distinct squeal. It circled our tent, making one sound and then the other, over and over. We stayed still. My friend felt a call to unzip the tent and look at it, he told me later, but stopped himself, wanting to make no sound. I whispered I had no concept of what it could be. It sounded like two animals, but moved as one. In the morning, mm-hmm. there was no blood or feathers or fur on the ground to show an animal attack. Uh, an animal attacked another. We swore it sounded like one animal oscillating back and forth between snarling like a rabid dog and a squealing pig. We threw the vertebrae back in the ocean, wanting to appease whatever we might have unsettled. A little further away the next day, my friend and I snuck into a closed lava tube cave. We went late in the day. It was raining and we saw no one else in the surrounding woods or in the cave. About a mile in, we both heard a woman laughing. It was a neutral laugh, then a garble of human voices. It was coming from behind us. We stopped a few times to sit in the dark, so we thought if there was anyone behind us, they would have caught up. We were too far below to hear anything from above. We were in the cave an hour longer and didn't hear or see anyone go after that. We left Oregon the next day. I'm not sure these are related or if they mean anything, but they shook us to, the, shook us to our core, and it felt maybe like something was following us. Any ideas would be extremely appreciated. Thank you. That's what I'm saying about these creatures and or just I don't know. I and I almost feel like the longer we do this podcast too, the thing that I feel like I was most scared about was ghosts and now it's like now ghosts are fine. Creatures. <laughs> yeah. It's like creatures and like aliens that are more terrifying and i'm like no i think i'd be fine if i saw a ghost actually compared to these other things yeah i don't know man i wouldn't like no again i guess maybe before i wouldn't be fucking with a dead animal to try and get its bones yeah um but now i can't say i can't i wouldn't (laughs) Uh, yeah um but I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, it's definitely weird that there was no other animals like eating at it. And then just the, the circular, because we've talked about how, you know, sometimes the cows, they'll have like these perfect circular like, oh, yeah. incisions Lazy on them and stuff and like stuff. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, it is kind of weird. But then again, it could have been them like looking at something, perceiving it as being perfectly circular. And it was like maybe... Could have been an orca. Like, if it was an orca thing, it could have been, like, just the teeth marks or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it could just be, like, a puncture. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. whether, Like you said, whether it's tooth or, I don't know. That's weird. <gasps> Never mind. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I was thinking of the face being ripped off, like, a propeller of a boat or something. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, it, but then, like... The thing afterwards, the squealing and the snarling. I don't know what wildlife lives in Oregon that could make those sounds, so I can't say one way or the other. But um, I don't know. Everything just seems really unsettling. I feel like after that incident with the animal, I would have just booked it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have left. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then especially, like, if I would have had that – like. If I would have heard the laughing in the tube, I wouldn't have kept going, dude. I yeah. would have just fucking left. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even stay there to wait to see if anybody else would come. Like, I would have just, like, fucking, like, ran out of there as fast as I could. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe that's just me being a chicken shit. But, hey, at least I would be a live chicken, chicken shit. I was going to say chicken shit or just intelligent because, hey, like, that's not, Yeah. But just kind of going back to the what kind of wildlife 
I, I have heard some weird ass noises of like mating calls and just random communication between like certain species that it's just it's sounds like a woman being murdered or like a baby crying and it's just animals making regular you know calls animal so. noises and yeah and like the thing is if you're not familiar with the you know different kinds of sounds of the wild i guess you can mistake it for something like when we when i went to to sasha's and we had the fire going and it got late and the coyotes you could just hear them getting closer and closer to like her you know house basically her yard and the sounds that they make like if she hadn't been there to be like those are coyotes i would have thought there is like a bunch of evil witches that were about to like grab me and sacrifice me and cook me in a cauldron they just sound creepy yeah i I actually heard a video um or saw a tiktok recently but the the thing is it would kind of piss me off was like the tiktok made it seem like they were it was something like paranormal or something crazy but a guy made like a, a coyote he called out like a coyote and then after that it just you heard all the screams coming back from the in like in the woods Mm. And the the caption made it seem like it was something paranormal, more sinister, or paranormal yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. When that obviously wasn't the case. I mean, nature. I've never heard coyotes in the wild or anything like that, but it seemed because one of them did like sound really coyote like, and then the ones yeah. that were following after just sounded really weird. I don't know. I mean, it could be something evil, demonic, just kind of communicating on the back of a coyote you know what i mean like using that sound is like ah yes Mm -hmm. we're all just coyotes out here yeah just making it creepier for you yeah you know (laughs) i don't know fuck that yeah well i think that's all i got for you guys yep i feel like i came a little overly prepared and shared more stories than we I typically do, but they're kind of somewhat shorter and kind of in theme with each other. So it's good shit. Good shit to yeah. close out the year. I think so. Well, all right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if y'all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the Contact Us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness, and if you want to send them in in Spanish, we'll translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Ugh. Fuck. So close. So don't be shy, guys. All right. Share your stories with us, because we believe. Do you? Do you?